Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of my podcast, From Brick to Empire, where I narrate my journey going from brick to empire. <laughs> it's a beautiful Monday morning here in Utah, and I've realized how nice it is to write words in the morning with a cup of coffee and the birds chirping. I've low-key turned writing into some sort of meditation. I am a freelance copywriter who is currently working on Upwork and picking up the odd jobs I can. Honestly, though, I love it. There's something about the feeling of helping someone when they're in need, being able to crack out an article or help out with someone's emails list. I kind of feel like a business first responder that helps business owners uh, kind of get out of a jam. I have a long road ahead of me, and if I'm going to get to my empire, I'll place many bricks, forge many paths, and burn plenty of bridges. But that's not to say I haven't come a long way already. I mean, I've done a lot so far, and just thinking back on everything that I've like done, it gets kind of it gets kind of crazy. When I first began understanding the power of writing, I attempted my very first novel. Around the age of 10, I would spend about an hour a day at the computer writing my master plan idea. I crafted characters, built story plots, I had action, romance, and suspense wrapped up into one package. It'll do like a kind of like an action thriller book. I even turned it into one of my projects for school. And the teacher said, and I quote, huh, it's interesting, I'll tell you that. One day, when my, uh, my mom was curious about what I was doing, I finally let her in on the inside scoop. I discussed with her the idea of a mastermind who gathered specialized individuals and joined them into a group. Together, they would rob banks, create crime, all while becoming super rich. I called the book Archie's Nine. No clue why I named the, the main character Archie. <laughs> but my mom responded, so kind of like Ocean's Eleven. I, I watched Ocean's Eleven that day, and when I was while I was torn that my idea had already been perfectly executed on the screen. I was glad to find that I had found my favorite movie up until the age of 18 when I finally watched Fight Club. And I'll pause here, just so you can tell me THE Fight Club joke. No, go ahead. I know you want to say it. On a side note, do you know how difficult it is to have a favorite movie that literally instructs you not to talk about it? I try to talk about it to like any of my friends, and the first thing they do is, oh, you're not supposed to talk about it, and then we drop it. I like legitimately want to talk about the movie. I've never talked about the movie to another person because I'm afraid of that joke. <laughs> I never did finish that book, and I'm kind of glad I didn't. I don't even know where the story is at this point, but the parts I do remember um, are pretty cliche and very cheesy. Um, I still write to this day, and my goal is to publish a book, but I hope that my the, the first book I publish is completely unrecognizable compared to Archie's Nine. A couple years later, when I got an Instagram account and found out you could make more Instagram accounts, um, the idea of a business began to hatch in my brain. I was in junior high and I had neither the money or ability to put anything in motion, but I dreamed of making a high-end automotive performance brand that I would then price affordably so those who were just starting off in the racing community could afford them. I even made an Instagram page for it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who I was thinking that I, as a, I don't even know how old I was, like, I don't even know. This was a big dream. This is a big deal in my mind because I had a physical page for the idea. This is the first time I had a business idea that actually did something about it. I had thought about stuff, but this is the first time I actually did something about it. Posted a couple inspirational quotes on the account. However, it fizzled out and I put it down. And since then, I've lost the email account. Don't know how to get back into it, but I still follow it. Um, it's still out. It's still up. The page is still up. I still, I've liked all the photos. Um, but the next time I do something on Instagram would probably be a high school where I aim to be an influencer type page. I was inspired by pages like Millionaire Mentor and all those those pages that you see that have some dude in a suit or some car 
and it says something about following your dreams and not letting anyone uh, like stop you or anything. I tried to be one of those people, and I mean, I had the same exact format. I posted pictures of cars, had a cheesy quote about being successful, and I eventually fizzled out on that. The page got lost. Well, the inst- the email got lost. The page is still there. I also follow that account as well. But I kind of let it sit like that for a while. I didn't do anything. Um, but the first year of my college would kind of reinstill that need for a business in me. I moved out of the house, lived on my own, had my own car that my mom had paid for, and um, I had actually just finished an oil change in the parking lot of my apartment building I was la- I was staying in. And I kind of, as the overconfident prick I, I am, I thought, huh, I know cars, and I know how to change the oil in one. I know for a fact there's someone on ca- this campus who doesn't know because it's a small college town, and there's no... Like, there's, like, one mechanic shop in the whole entire place, and it's out of some dude's garage. So why can't I do this out of my garage? Uh, So I sprung into action, bought a window marker, and wrote on my own car windows, need your oil change? Text me at, and then it said my number. And I parked that car on the busiest street I could find and waited for someone to text me. Three days passed, and someone actually texted me and asked if I could change their oil. I was actually really surprised. Um, So I asked them about the car, what car it was, what year it was, did all the research I could, bought all the supplies, and um, I showed up to his dorm, and I couldn't get the drain plug unscrewed. I like legitimately could not get it off. I tried everything. Anytime that I like get a good grip on it, it would immediately just start stripping the stripping the the drain plug. And I knew that if I continued, I'd run the risk of breaking the of like completely stripping the drain plug, and it'd cost them more money down the road. It was terrible. And also, not to mention, all the videos that I watched were the wrong video because the dude told me the wrong year of the car. So I had done all this research. So I was literally underneath his car looking up videos on his car and <laughs> I couldn't get the drain plug to move and I couldn't do anything about it. And so finally I had to text him saying I couldn't do it. It was the most embarrassing, probably one of my most embarrassing moments of my life. I had to call this guy, tell him I couldn't get the stuff off and that I pretty much couldn't change his oil. Luckily, he was very understanding, and we parted ways on a good terms, but immediately I took that sign off my car. But I mean, in reality, it was kind of a victory for me, because this is the first time in my life I had done something as a business, on my own. Like, I had the ideas before posting on Instagram, but this is the first time that I had actually put something into motion. Shortly after that, uh, my debut album as a rapper came out. <laughs> I bet you weren't expecting that, were you? Uh, I tried to be a, I tried to be a rapper actually. Um, I was really inspired by Eminem's Kamikaze album. Decided I want to try it myself. Um, I had a friend who's a phen- who's a phenomenal producer, and I kind of told him my idea. He was willing to give me some some beats of his, and so I took him. The very first beat I got, I stayed up all night writing that rap. I was actually on vacation at the time, and I was up all night in the hotel room, pacing back and forth, writing the lyrics. And I had the song playing in my headphones, and I had the notepad on my phone. And like I just sat there all night cracking out what I thought was a very good album, a good rap song. And actually, in reality, like I still, I still would jam to it. Like it's, it's, I, I jammed to my own song. It's pretty good. But you can tell, I made it in the closet of my, of my dorm room. <laughs> That's what I use as my sound booth. Uh, once I got back from my vacation, I immediately recorded it, instantly published on SoundCloud, and I called myself Lucky Number Ten. Which I don't even, I mean, it sounds, I guess I'm still kind of proud of it. It sounds, I guess it can be cheesy, but I'm still proud of it. 
I wrote like seven songs, put it on one album. Eventually, I fell out of the hobby. Finished that two-year college and moved back home and found a job at a car factory, which I totally didn't think I'd get. It was literally a sign on a trailer parked on some road. And I was like, you know what? Like, what the hell? I'll freaking sign up for it. And so I signed up for it, and I actually got the job. I was amazed. It was kind of a dream job for a little bit. And I lived that 9-to-5 grind for a little bit. But around this time, Gary V and Dan Locke, two two people that I've I, I've turned into idols in my brain, um, started really kind of getting to me. The, the pandemic was just starting and everything. Within the last six months, I had listened to Dan Locke's book, F.U. Money, three times. And I've been a fan of Gary V for ever since high school. So both of those like kind of like ideas were just egging me on to start my own thing again. And this time I felt like I really had it down. So writing, advertising, and branding has always been interesting to me. I always like business. I always like how it flows and how marketing works. And so once I found out that that's what actually what Gary V did with Vayner, with Vayner, wow, Vayner Media, I knew that that was like, boom, there it is. There's proof that one of my idols have already done it. I'm interested in the same thing. I might as well start my own marketing agency. <laughs> I studied, read, and watched and consumed as much content as I could, decided to open up my own marketing agency. An agency that con- that consisted of me and only me. I mean, COVID had just started. I lost my job at the car factory. I thought it figured it was the perfect time. This was the universe telling me this was when I had to do it. So I began cold messaging people on Facebook. I'd find a small business close to where I was at, I'd find them on Facebook, and if their website or Facebook page looked like something I could improve, I'd message them and say, hey, this is who I am, Nathan Sedgberg, I can help you out. Um, I'd, I'd offer for free, I'd offer for a small fee, I'd offer for like no, pee, like no fee for the first couple months and everything. I contacted 200 different pages. I contacted five pages a day. This went on for a couple months. And none of them hired me. None of them, like half of them didn't even respond to me. More than half wouldn't even respond to me. Except one. A martial arts studio, two cities away from me, decided to hire me for advertisements. I was the most excited person in the world when they said I could, they could try my service. Um, actually, this was when I still had my job, but I was expecting being laid off. I visited his business during my lunch break. I ran home, dressed into something nice, grabbed my laptop, and drove over to his business. And I was ready. I gave him the whole pitch. Um, I gave him everything that I could do for his like business through advertisements, and he was satisfied. And he, and he wanted me to run an ad for him. So I ran a week-long ad for, on Facebook for his business for a free online martial arts class because of COVID. And 50 people signed up through my ad. That was crazy. That was a lot of them. However, none of them went off to sign up more for like for more of his classes. So. On my end, it looked like a win, but in reality, no one had, no one had converted to his paying. So I were like was paying him. So I felt a little bad for that. Uh, a couple months later, he asked me to do one again, another one. So I got another one going and everything, but no one, no one clicked on it. No one converted. Asked me to do another one. I ran yet another week long ad, and yet again, nobody converted. And <laughs> by this time, he had had enough, and we split ways. On more of a negative note than the oil change guy, but um, I, finally, I finally did pull the plug on the marketing agency when I realized that I simply just wasn't doing something right in the industry. However, I'll kind of truly value that experience um, that just I had with that media marketing agency. 
It taught me business discipline. I repeated the same phrase over and over in my head whenever I would cold message. I would always think to myself, I've been doing this for, for a month, for two months, three months and everything. Why, why won't someone just hire me already? I got myself a website and I'd see people like come in and off of my website and everything. And I'd think, well, what? I've been here for three months. Why hasn't anyone just just purchased? Like, why hasn't anyone just hired me? Like, just as simple as that, hire me. Um, and I was expecting the participation trophy for simply showing up and making a website, even though I wasn't nearly big enough to have one. Um, I built the infrastructure of a castle, but it wasn't backed by anything substantial. I had built an empire out of popsicle sticks and figured I'd just grow into it and I'd slowly make upgrades as as my cash like as my revenue increased. I found out the hard way that, that that it just doesn't work that way. If you aren't succeeding at what you do but your competitors are, then something's wrong with you and not the industry. I took a major lesson in accountability and decided to take myself back to square one. My next business venture would probably be a year later. No, not a year later. I'm still <laughs> I don't even know. I it just feels like forever since my mark okay um maybe like maybe like four or five months that's that sounds a little better it's, it was at the very end of of 2020 like november december the idea of making a car brand struck me like lightning yet again and i decided to pull the trigger on an idea i designed vinyl stickers and grouped them into theme packs um i put all my wacky ideas to life however the only sticker that actually sold was an among us themed sticker i sold like five of those Nothing else. So I decided to make myself a little bigger. I decided to go go big or go home. I began to hype up my following base on my personal Instagram, business Instagram, uh, TikTok, any other platform that I like just had access to. I'd release sneak peeks of the stickers. I'd talk about the stickers, get people excited about them. And after a week of this, I was ready to make the launch. I launched this new sticker pack, posted on social, all my social medias, had an amazing sale, uh, that I, even I was losing money on and I ran Etsy ads no one purchased it no one purchased any of it not a single sticker was sold anywhere on my store uh, I continued to tend to my Etsy shop but the enthusiasm had kind of been spent and yet another business crash um, that kind of brings us up to date really that's my latest venture um, currently I am taking it slow I'm starting as a co uh, copyright like, like just a copywriter freelancer uh want to work just more and more jobs and eventually turn myself into i guess a an agency at once again um i really want to i started this whole this whole entrepreneurship journey as the need to play the game of making money and i've i've realized now that that's not true because i mean as a business owner, a business maker, or anybody that's operating outside of the, like anyone that's just creating jobs, it's not just about making money. This is about helping people. I mean, with the marketing agency, I realized that I could really help some of these businesses that weren't doing so good in the pandemic. Like, I could really tighten brands and tighten and focus marketing toward, like, for businesses that probably had, didn't have the, the capital or the, the the manpower to do it themselves like by i really want to start kind of like a business um agency that kind of creates an area where small businesses can just come to me and i can kind of rope things in for them and they can focus on what they love doing and i can focus on what i love doing
Now, obviously, this entrepreneurship stuff doesn't come easily to me. And where do I draw the line between being determined and beating my head on the wall? I can tell you one thing, though. The line isn't where I'm standing. I'll keep trying this for the rest of my life. This is the score sheet so far, but I'm not done shooting yet. Now, for those of you who listened to the track record and have realized that I'm a basket case, I would like to thank you for listening to my podcast. I don't think you're going to like the rest of it. I hope you at least got some mild comfort to know that your life might be going better than mine. But for those of you who have listened and realized that I'm a cockroach in an entrepreneurship fallout, thank you, I think. Believe in me if you want, or come along for the ride with a bag of popcorn like my life is an ultimate fail compilation. This podcast really isn't for anyone besides me. This is a way for me to be honest with myself and transparent to those around me. I'm a human, just like you. And that kind of wraps up our first episode. I mean... Uh, I know this one's a little clunky because I'm kind of going, this isn't necessarily what I want to be doing for the rest of my my podcast and stuff. I want to kind of go through uh, more of a structured style of just analyzing how my past week of my business ventures have been going and set myself goals for the next week to come. And so I figured I needed to give the background of where I've been, what I've done, and kind of what's driven me so far for people to really understand how my kind of thought processes and so um if you like the this episode of from brick to empire consider subscribing in whatever way your platform allows it but hey if you're in need of a copywriter contact me at nsedgeberg.freelance at gmail.com that's n-s-e-g-e-b-e-r-g.freelance at gmail.com or find me on upwork my name is nathan sedgeberg and you'll hear from me next week